Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Grace Gabriel, and you are listening to Sociology 151 Talks. Today on the podcast, we will be discussing a current hot topic in the athletic industry, the gender wage gap between the men's and women's USA national soccer teams. Despite the recent successes of the USA women's soccer team, including winning four World Cups and four Olympic gold medals, they are paid significantly less than their male counterparts. The gender wage gap is so large that the US women's national team is compensated less than half the salary of those on the men's national team. Megan Rapino, a starting forward on the US women's national team, has been a leader in fighting against gender discrimination in order to attain equitable pay. In April of 2021, Rapino spoke at the White House about the inequality she has faced as a professional female athlete. Here's Rapino on the issue. And despite those wins, I've been devalued, I've been disrespected and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more than less because I am a woman. You see, despite all the wins, I'm still paid less than men who do the same job that I do. For each trophy, of which there are many, and for each win, for each tie, and for each time that we play, it's less. Rapino and her teammates are not alone in the pay discrimination that they experience. Rather, the gender wage gap is a common issue that women across the world face. There is a clear inequity in pay compensation, as the average woman makes approximately 20% less than the average man. So, why does the gender wage gap exist? To help comprehend this issue, here's sociologist expert Sarah Jane Glynn. There are a number of different factors that contribute to the wage gap. Many are societal, and most are the result of inadequate policies. For example, men and women often hold different jobs, have different work hours, have different years of experience, and have very different responsibilities when it comes to childcare and housework. While it is true that the gender wage gap is partly a result of men and women holding different job positions, it is difficult to provide an explanation as to why men and women are still compensated unequally when employed in the same position. Both the men's and women's national soccer team athletes uphold the exact same job responsibilities and are expected to play in the same tournaments. Not to mention, the women's national team has had much more success than the men's team in recent years. However, despite these factors, the female athletes are still paid much less. In response to this inequality, 28 members of the women's national team have taken action on this issue by filing a lawsuit against their employer, the U.S. Soccer Federation. In the lawsuit, the athletes claim that the organization exhibits gender discrimination in regards to both athlete pay and program funding. Here's star athlete Alex Morgan of the U.S. women's national team with some insight into the lawsuit. When we look at um, the investment U.S. soccer should make, we look at from the ground up. We look at from the academies and the youth levels. Um, We look at the promotions of games um, and how I feel like we are less promoted than the men's side. And so, like Pino said, we feel like we should be equal on all fronts there. And when it goes to compensation, yeah, we aren't paid a dollar to the dollar. And that's what we're fighting for. 
In May of 2020, the judge dismissed the lawsuit, claiming that the women's team was ultimately under different pay agreements and contracts in comparison to the men's team. The judge also stated that the women's team has earned more than the men's team in recent years. However, this is a reflection of the bonuses that the women have received as a result of their great successes. While the women's national team became champions of the 2015 and 2019 World Cups, the men's team has not come close to these accomplishments, and thus they have not been compensated with these same bonuses. After the ruling of the case, Megan Rapino participated in an interview with CBS in which she explained her thoughts and emotions regarding the outcome of the case. I mean, shocked, to be honest, very shocked. Um, and, and of course, disappointed in this. Um, I didn't I didn't feel like the, the ruling really captured the heart of what we're after. Um, if we were under the men's contract, which for the record, we asked to be under the men's contract, it was repeatedly refused to us, uh, not only in the structure, but in the total compensation. If we were under that contract, we would you know, earn at least three times higher than we have. Um, the argument that we've earned more over the course of the time we're talking about um, than the men's team really misses the whole really misses the whole point. We've won two World Cups, um, and we've won basically every game that we've played um, darn near. So um, to have that compared um, in that way and sort of missing the fact that we've outperformed um, the men's team just to say that we earned a little bit more money, I feel like really misses the heart of, of the gender, gender discrimination suit that we've brought against the Federation. The players of the women's national team have decided to appeal the case and are still actively fighting to attain equitable pay. In addition to this lawsuit, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, and several other of their teammates have started the Equal Play, Equal Pay movement, in which they spread awareness about gender discrimination and pay inequity to the public via social media. Their actions have clearly been seen and heard as fans broke out in a chant during the Women's 2019 World Cup Final, repeating the words, Equal Pay. Here's a clip from the game. Not only are many fans in support of the U.S. women's national team's mission to attain equal pay, but so are many prominent leaders in our society, including our current president, Joe Biden. Following the dismissal of the lawsuit in May of 2020, Joe Biden wrote a tweet in response to the outcome of the case. It reads, quote, Two at U.S. Women's National Team, don't give up this fight. This is not over yet. Two at U.S. Soccer, equal pay now, or else when I'm president, you can go elsewhere for World Cup funding, end quote. Clearly, the president is in agreement that the women's national team should have a salary in which they are compensated the same amount as the men's national team. The men's national team is also in support of this equitable compensation for the women. Here is Alex Morgan discussing the support that the professional female athletes have obtained despite the outcome of the lawsuit. The men have also come out and said that they are in support of us as well. And so we respect them so much for that. You know, it's great to see that support from them, from um, a lot of our sponsors as well, um, from women all around the world, both inside and outside of the sport. Um, you know that you're, you're doing something right when you gain that support from people around you to help lift you up. The athletes of the women's U.S. soccer team also acknowledge that they are not just fighting for pay equity amongst themselves, but for all women across the world. 
Through this understanding, they are exhibiting their sociological imagination as they recognize that their own personal troubles of gender pay discrimination reach far beyond themselves. Rather, pay inequality and the gender wage gap are larger societal issues that require great attention. During Rapino's 2021 talk at the White House, she discusses her understanding of pay inequity as a global issue. I know there are millions of people who are marginalized by gender in the world and experience the same thing in their jobs. And I know that there are people who experience even more where the layers of discrimination continue to stack against them. And I and my teammates are here for them. We on the U.S. Women's National Team today are here because of them. In this clip, Rapino states that there are many people that experience more discrimination than her and her teammates. When she states, quote, I know that there are people who experience even more where the layers of discrimination continue to stack against them, end quote, she was referring to the concept of intersectionality. Intersectionality is a term originally coined by expert sociologist Kimberley Crenshaw, and it refers to an individual being discriminated against by multiple systems of oppression. These systems of oppression can include white supremacy, patriarchy, and capitalism. Here's Crenshaw to explain a little bit more about the concept of intersectionality. Intersectionality is basically the idea that um, we experience life, sometimes discrimination, sometimes um, benefits, based on um, a number of different identities that, that we have. Um, so uh, the, the, the basic term came out of a case where I was looking at black women who were being discriminated against, not just as black people, not just as women, but as black women. So intersectionality was basically a metaphor to say, well, they've got race discrimination that they're facing coming from one direction. They've got gender discrimination coming from another direction and they're colliding in their lives in ways that we don't really anticipate and understand. The wage gap is especially prevalent among those who experience intersectionality, such as women of color. Here is sociologist Sarah Jane Glynn again with some statistics on how intersectionality impacts inequities in salary. Among women of color, the wage gap is even larger. Latinas only earn 54 cents to the dollar earned by white men, and for African-American women, it's only 64 cents to the dollar. And in four out of 10 Latino households with children, Women are the primary breadwinners. The same is true in more than half of African-American families. Megan Rapino is not only a key leader in the fight against gender discrimination, but also in the fight against racial discrimination. Rapino was among one of the first professional athletes to join Colin Kaepernick in kneeling during the national anthem, protesting police brutality. In an interview with Players' Tribune, Rapino explained why she is kneeling, stating, quote, I simply cannot stand for the kind of oppression this country is allowing against its own people. I've chosen to kneel because, in the words of Emma Lazarus, until we are all free, we are none of us free. End quote. Speaking on behalf of the women's national team, here's Megan Rapino discussing her team's alliance with those fighting for both racial and gender equality. We also know what it means not only to have allies, but to be allies. We know what it means when people kneel to kneel with them. We know what it means when people stand and cheer, and we know what it's like to be in a full stadium. Thousands and thousands of people 
who chant together all at once at our moment of greatest triumph, equal pay, equal pay. Beyond the cheers and the gestures, there is so much real work to be done on policies that continue to support equal pay, but also continue to fight against these injustices. In November of 2020, the women's national team played their first game following the death of George Floyd. Rapina was joined by the majority of her teammates in kneeling during the national anthem. During the game, the team was dressed in Black Lives Matter attire and later the official women's national team Twitter issued out a statement reading, quote, we wear Black Lives Matter to affirm human decency. This is not political. It's a statement on human rights, end quote. Several of the team players also issued their own statements via their social media regarding their support of the Black Lives Matter movement. In an interview with Rolling Stones, here's Megan Rapino discussing the necessity for all athletes to protest and advocate for equality, regardless of the potential consequences their actions may have on their career. For athletes, there's also like, you know, we've worked so hard to get to this position and, you know, selfishly, so you don't want to jeopardize that. I mean, everybody saw what happened to Colin. That happened very swiftly. And so I think people kind of took note of that and were like, well, this is kind of a lot, or maybe uh, this isn't my lane or I'm going to do do something in another way. But, um, you know, we, we all have to, like, just get knee deep in this. And so in order for it to change, like, everybody is going to have to, yeah, have it, have it like affect you. If it's an easy thing, if it's something that comes naturally and doesn't really disrupt your life at all, you're probably like not doing the thing that you should be doing. In addition to being a professional athlete, Megan Rapino is clearly a strong social activist as she continues to use her platform to bring awareness to social justice issues. The U.S. women's national team has plans to continue on in their fight for equitable pay for both themselves and women across the world. I will leave us with, again, the words of Megan Rapino discussing her dedication to ending the gender wage gap. Um, I don't think anybody can argue that there's gender inequities in this world, that there's a pay gap, that there's pay discrepancies. So for us, um, it's, it's not only about leaving our sport in a better place, leaving it better, um, for the young girls that will come after, but just in general, inspiring women around the world um, to stand up for what they believe in. They have an ally in us. Uh, we are with them. We support them. Um, and we will continue this fight as long as we need to. Well, that's it for our show today. I hope you all enjoyed it and perhaps even learned something new about inequity and the wage gap. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll see you next time on Sociology 151 Talks. Thank you.